edition of NPR's Planet Money. I'm Adam Davidson. And I'm Alex Bloomberg. Today is Friday, October 30th, and that was Ms. Hanneman's eighth period economics class there at Hunter College High School here in Manhattan, and we will be hearing a lot from them today on the podcast as we try out Planet Money on our toughest group of critics yet, teenagers. But first, Planet Money indicator. The indicator is 25.9%. That was the unemployment rate for teenagers in September. Unemployment rates for teens hit record highs this summer, clocking in around 24% for June and July. And that was compared to last summer's peak of 20.5%. What seems to be happening is teenagers are going to apply for typical teenager-type jobs and being told, oh, a grown-up took that job because that grown-up lost their job. This economic downturn has been tough all around. And if you were noticing a teen theme to the podcast today, well, that's because a while ago, we got an email from a woman named Heather Hanneman, who said she was using Planet Money podcasts in her high school economics class. And more than that, she had written this entire curriculum on how Planet Money can be used to teach economics at the high school level. It was awesome. Right. And so that sounded really interesting. And we wanted to check out how it all worked. So Ms. Hanneman, as we're going to heretofore refer to her throughout the rest of this podcast, invited us into her classroom to check it out. And and as you'll hear on today's podcast, it seemed to work okay. It's funny. I called her Heather until I was in her class, and now I just can only think of her as Miss Hannah. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, even though she's probably like 15 years younger than us, she yeah. still seems like Ms. Hanneman to me. Well, once you see her in class, that's the way you think of it right now. Yeah, yeah exactly. So um, her class, it's about 25 kids. It's sort of your classic high school classroom. There's, uh, I remember noticing the history of the ancient Near East or something on, on the back wall, and it's all these kids in neat little rows, just, just like you picture. Right, except actually better behaved than I remember my high school being, I think. As far as we could observe, and there was three of us there, we didn't see any whispering or note passing. Uh, they're, they're pretty good kids, and you can tell it's an advanced class. And Alex, you were a teacher in a school, right? I was. I taught eighth grade science for four years, and I never got my kids to behave like Miss Hanneman does. <laughs> never. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So she starts the class off by applying economics to the kids' personal lives. To start off, um, our aim for today, what do banks do with your money, right? And the first question that we have to think about, something that applies to your real life, right? So under what conditions would you lend a friend your pen, your favorite jeans, your video game, or your video game console? So the kids give a range of answers. They're pretty liberal, not surprisingly, with their pen lending. But when it comes to their Xboxes, they get a little cutthroat. A surprising number say they wouldn't lend out their video game consoles under any conditions. Then Ms. Hanneman makes the pivot to us. All right. So what you just talked about, this idea that you would place conditions on people if you were going to loan them something of yours that had value to you, right? In the banking world, we call that... An interest rate. So here's what we're going to do. As we have done in the past, we are going to listen to part of a Planet Money episode. The episode that we're listening to today is actually a collaboration between our Planet Money friends and This American Life is an episode called Bad Bank. Okay, And today we're going to be talking about bank balance sheets, right? And this helps us understand what the bank does with your money. So just so you see this in your mind, Miss Hanneman has distributed these little worksheets with a little diagram of a cartoon bank. 
and keywords on it for the kids to fill in the definitions of while they're listening. Right. It's words like asset, capital, liability. And Alex, I also noticed that on her worksheet, she's named the cartoon bank rather appropriately, Adams Bank. <laughs> yes, typical. Um, she, it, it even has my name on it, but she's actually crossed out my name, just written in your name instead. She's a careful listener and a, and a very wise woman. So first, I want you to listen, okay? And I will let you know uh, when it's time to start filling in the little bank that you see below. And we're going to be hitting some of those key terms at the top of your page as we go through the structure of a bank balance sheet. Is everybody ready? Yeah. Yeah? Okay, here we go. If you want to understand this crisis right now, this banking crisis, you need to understand this one thing. And it's one thing, Adam, that the... So for those of you who remember the Bad Bank episode on This American Life, we first auditioned it here on the Planet Money podcast. This is the one where we actually put together this radio drama where we tried to explain how bank balance sheets work by creating the world's simplest bank. Right, and we even had our producer, Caitlin Kenny, as a uh, mortgage borrower buying a dollhouse and then getting foreclosed on um, by you, Adam. And she uttered that. Oh, she didn't pay her bill. <laughs> That's right. And uh, she uttered the... Uh, Famous to some line, but my baby, my baby, where will my baby sleep? She did a much better job, Alex. I know, I know. <laughs> to our amazement, she's playing our radio stories, and we're actually watching teenagers listen to our radio story. I can't tell you how anxiety-provoking this is. <laughs> I know, I know. It was really intense, but as far as we could tell, maybe they were just a particularly polite group of teenagers, but they seemed to really be paying attention. They laughed at the right moments. They didn't fall asleep at all, as far as we could tell. And then Ms. Hanneman stopped the tape and reviewed what they'd heard. So, does everybody get this? Right? So our balance sheet. On the right-hand side, we have capital plus liabilities, Right? And on the left side, we have assets. And the numbers in both have to balance. They have to be equal no matter what. So she reviewed for a little bit longer, and then she started asking the kids to come up with definitions of the terms on the worksheet. You know, liabilities, capital. All right. And what about assets? Rayesh. The money that the bank is giving someone else. Yes. Okay. So the money, the money that is being loaned out, right? So I got to say, and Alex, profit. this was yeah. so cool. I just, this was so awesome. And uh, because you and I worked so hard to make a bank balance sheet as clear and interesting as possible to like right. grownups, okay. but to think of trying desperately Assets, to get a bunch of teenagers to sit and actually pay attention. Right. It I'm was, Capital plus liability. it was amazing to watch. It was like terrifying. <laughs> I know. Well, because nobody, as an adult, I don't think anybody makes adults more nervous than teenagers, right? They're, I, I right. always feel like I'm and being judged assets. and I found myself wanting their approval and wanting them to think I was cool. You know? So, okay. I'm going to tell you something, Alex, yeah. as far as I could tell. So, there's no way at all that they thought we were cool. <laughs> right, exactly. We were like old, <laughs> so old the men bank. sitting there. Right, exactly. Explain bank balance sheets. But I will say that they seem to genuinely feel that we made economics a bit well, more interesting, a bit less boring than a textbook. Right. One thing we were both wondering is, what was it like for these kids learning this stuff? No. Because, you know, it's happening all around them. No. And so we asked them, how aware of the financial crisis were they, of the recession, and was it affecting them personally? Oh, wow. One student said that he became aware of what was going on the way a lot of adults did. Uh, I started figuring out that we were in a session when um, all the banks started to become, like, bankrupt and started being buying out by Chase, just like Commerce was bought out by TD Bank. 
And you, how did you become aware of that? How did you it was that? all over the news. Um, you can't yeah. avoid it. Yeah. It's coming for you. <laughs> Another student said that her allowance went down by almost 10 bucks a week because her mom lost her job. And then this other student said something that speaks to exactly how hard it is to get out of an economic downturn. She said that her family's income had not changed. Her parents still had their jobs. But it's still this economic downturn had affected their behavior. I am affected by it, but you don't really feel it. But you always hear somebody saying, oh, it's a recession. Oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to buy this. Like, I hear that a lot. High school kids? No, like, just people in general. Like, my mother wouldn't say, like, sometimes my mother would say, like, oh, I'm not buying that. It's a recession. Or a friend would say that, like, maybe jokingly, but it's serious. So Ms. Hanneman told us that the reason she likes using Planet Money, and this was obviously the greatest praise we could imagine, was because it helps people like that student who's seeing the recession affect their personal lives. It helps them understand how their lives fits into this larger economic picture. That's exactly what, you know, we're trying to do here at Planet Money. And she says that's why she finds it so valuable. It gets the kids' attention. The the tone is right. But also the content helps them understand the bigger picture. And she says that she has actually a, a bunch of these units, not just on the Bad Bank, but based on a number of different Planet Money episodes. And she has generously agreed to make them available to anyone out there who's listening to this podcast right now or reading the blog who might want them. And Alex, you and I went over these like thinking we were going to make notes or maybe make suggestions. They're so good. I got to say, I was so impressed with this full curriculum she created. So if you're a teacher trying to help students make sense of this stuff. Or if you're a parent and you want to give the gift of supplemental homework to your children, check out our blog, npr.org slash money. We've put up Ms. Hanneman, Heather Hanneman's sample worksheets and sample lesson plans, and they're all free. Feel free to take them, apply them in your classroom, or just enjoy them for yourselves. Maybe you'd like to fill out the worksheet as you listen to our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I do. I might do that myself. And if you're interested in talking with Heather about what she's doing in her classroom, maybe you're a teacher yourself or you're interested in education, just send us an email. Put classroom in the subject line and we'll pass it along to Heather. Our email address is planetmoney at npr.org. And you can also write to us about your own experiments, maybe using Planet Money in the classroom. All right, Alex, I think class dismissed, if I may. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I'm Adam Davidson. And I'm Alex Bloomberg. And we will leave the last words today to Ms. Henneman's students. Thank you for listening.